Sessions on 16 as a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Sessions on 16 podcast. We have another special guest in the building today, the amazing, incomparable, world-famous Chris Taylor. Can you, uh, can you say that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, man? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me here today. Absolutely, great bro. Great thing. Awesome. Absolutely. Enjoy you today. Absolutely. Thank you. Chris, I know you're new to uh City Partners and Music Everywhere and probably Charlotte Shout as well to fill you in and to fill any new listeners in. This is the Sessions on 16 podcast presented by Music Everywhere in partnership with Charlotte Center City Partners, presented by Avid Exchange, in partnership with Charlotte Shout. Wow. Uh, so to explain all of those entities, um, Charlotte Center City Partners, as you know, is the building where we are here right. today. Um, Music Everywhere is a economic development initiative that was launched in 2017 to help push and further the live music community here in Charlotte. Um, to bring more light and attention to what Charlotte artists and creatives are doing and to help continue to make Charlotte more of a hub for live music and live performance, Very cool. um, That's a which great obviously entails a lot. There's audience development that needs sure. to continue to happen. There's artist development that needs to continue to happen. So just kind of working from all sides. And then uh, Charlotte Shout is a festival two-week festival that's been happening here in the city uh, for a long time and it went away for some years and we brought it back in 2019 to some pretty good success obviously COVID affected you know absolutely 21 and 20 and we brought it back this year it was really good two weeks of performances and food and idea presentations and speakers and uh, all kinds of there were visual artists from here and internationally um, there were music artists from here and international so it was just a, a long uh, celebration of Charlotte's arts gotcha. culture and we'll be bringing it back next year next year's dates have already been announced and one of the things that we found that was that even doing two weeks worth of programming with Charlotte artists and musicians is still impossible to get everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So we figured that this would be a good way to kind of bridge that gap and not only keep Charlotte shout in the conversation just throughout the city, but to also continue to let Charlotte shout do the work of connecting with Charlotte artists, Charlotte creatives, bringing that attention, bringing that love to them and what they're doing and to help to bridge that gap in relationship between artists and audience you know what i'm saying a lot of times you know how it is because you've been doing this for a long time a lot of times uh you know people come to your shows and they enjoy you and they love what you do but unless you're doing like a meet and greet or unless you get a whole bunch of up close and personal time they don't really get a chance to know you 
as an artist. And they don't get a chance to know you and how you are and who you are and what makes you tick and what your stories are Absolutely. and stuff Getting like that. Getting audiences to connect those dots Absolutely. can be one of the most difficult things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you may have a great performance and you know have a, a big uh, situation where you, people, you get a lot of exposure, yep. but getting people to connect that you're this guy that's doing that and, mm-hmm. and everything in between can be a little tough. So Absolutely. I think that's a great thing you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, man. So this is just you know a part of that. You know what I'm saying? We want to give artists an opportunity not only to just – you know, give a snippet of what they do to give people a taste so that they can come back and keep looking for more and keep looking up your records and looking up your singles and things of that nature. But, you know, also to give you an opportunity to talk about yourself and give Absolutely. people a chance to know who Chris Taylor is, like, off stage too. Sure, 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 sure. So with that said, tell us about yourself, man. What's your story? I know you were in Nashville for some years, uh, for yourself about five years, and now you're back you know, in North Carolina, but how did you get started? What what happened before Nashville? What's the Chris Taylor story before? Yeah, that, that's correct. So I'll try to keep it as condensed as possible. I'll get a little ranty and get a little wordy, and we do don't it. want to go too far do down it. that rabbit hole. Um, do it. Say a lot of names. <laughs> Say a lot of names. You know what I'm saying? Let's throw some people under the bus. Let's get yeah, some things yeah. started. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I can do it, man. I can do it. The wheels on the bus go around. No, but um, I am originally, my hometown is Lincolnton, North Carolina, which Work. is, as you know, is right outside of Charlotte mm-hmm. here. And uh, that's where my family's from and all that good stuff. Went to school there, all that. Um, technically, if you want to go back even further, I wasn't born there. My father was a Marine, and I was born actually in Jacksonville, North Carolina, on Camp Lejeune, the Marine Corps base. Oh, that's where me. I was born. Uh, but then we immediately moved back to Lincolnton, and that's where my family is. And um, all musical roots and things started uh, there. Um, I'll throw a little nugget in there that people are always interested to hear. The, the, re, the way that I learned, um, I, I have music in my family, but it's nothing that's, it's not like a way of life or anything mm-hmm. like that, so to speak. So a lot of music fans and things like that, but, but nobody that came from that necessarily or whatnot. So uh, the way that it began for me is I was five years old. You have very few memories when you're five, but I do remember this. I, my, my dad is a huge rock and roll fan. Now, even though he was a Marine and he did that thing, he always, he's, he's, he's still to this day asking, he's like, when are you going to grow your hair back out? You know what <laughs> I mean? He's just, just a big yeah, rock yeah. fan. Kiss, Van Halen, all that kind of yeah. classic rock stuff. So he's a big fan. And he was always really great about uh, when I was younger, he would, you know, he would, we would watch MTV together. And we did a lot of things together. And we would watch MTV, and he would just sort of like narrate. He would say, "Now this is this band, and that's that singer, and that." And it was just, I just soaked it in, man. Yeah. So, uh, one of my very first memories in the in the moment that I knew exactly what I wanted to do was, and you know, half of the music that I love came before I was even born. Mm-hmm. But that's just that's a story with a lot Absolutely. of people. You know, some Absolutely. of the greats, they're back. Yes, they're sir. back, man. Not that there's not great music out there now. There is, but uh, it's just you know, something about roots, the classics. There's man. something about them roots, yes, man. Sir. So. We're uh, we're watching MTV and um, classic rock, you know, video comes on. It's the Hot for Teacher video mm, by Van Halen, which yeah. is known and by everybody that are rock fans, right, even strip right. clubs, Absolutely. all this good stuff, yep. right? It's that kind of song. But mm-hmm. in that music video, I was just it was the first time that I had ever seen that. Yeah. And there is a particular scene where uh, Eddie Van Halen, who is my Hero. So let, let's let's go back for a second. Um, everybody has a hero when it comes to music. You know, you, you got a bunch, but there's always that one guy that mm-hmm. breaks you through. And for me, as as a musician, not necessarily vocals, obviously, but 
as a guitar player, that was Eddie Van Halen. That was my hero. For me, Superman did not wear a cape. He had a red, black, and white striped yeah. guitar. Okay. Um, so I was when I saw in that video, he goes to play this guitar solo, and he is walking across the desks in the school library, and the the books are flying everywhere, and papers yeah. are flying up, and this it's like the never ending library table, yeah. and he is playing this guitar solo, walking toward the camera, and it, it, it he may as well there may have been doves flying out, <laughs> you, you know it's. <laughs> It's that whole just thing. Yeah. And I immediately that saw magic that. Moment. That magic moment, bro. And and I knew exactly. I was like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I was talking about or thinking. But I knew at five, I was like, That's I want to be like that guy. Yeah. And the big thing about him that really got me, and still to this day, is the number one. You know, everybody gets real uh, interested in how well he played guitar and some of those 80s musicians. But for me, it was him because it was more than just a great guitar player and a great piano player, mm -hmm. great musician. It was the smile. Mm -hmm. All right. So a lot of people in music try to be they try to be something. And that was, for me, the blueprint of being incredibly masterful mm. at your craft, at mm -hmm. what you do, but also not afraid to smile mm -hmm. and be a child and mm -hmm. show the joy of music. Yeah. And he did that, and I just got it full circle. Yeah. So that was the moment, you know, spring forward from there, that was like, okay, I, this, this, is, this is it. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing, yeah. you know.
forward a few years later I you know, picked up the guitar and I think I started playing around 10 years old now here's something that's a little bit interesting about that I had a real time getting going with the guitar because uh, I'm actually left-handed I don't even think you know that uh, no, I didn't. Know that? I'm left-handed too though. are you really yeah. <laughs> okay I know very few people that are truly left-handed mm -hmm. everybody's oh I, you know I eat left-handed or throw a baseball I do completely left-handed everything <laughs> yeah. left-handed so Obviously, when you go into the, the guitar store, the musicians, the musician shop, the music shop, <laughs> um, there's not a huge selection of instruments or especially guitars for left-handed people. Mm -hmm. So it was like you can learn to play right-handed and you've got all these pretty colors mm -hmm. or you can have this blue one. Mm -hmm. So I had like no options. So after a little thinking about it and messing around, I just decided, hey, I'm just going to give it a shot and learn to play right-handed. Yeah. So to this day, playing guitar is the only thing in the world that I do right-handed. What's funny about that? So I didn't. It's funny that you at least had the option to like, yo, like which way you want to go. Mm -hmm. Like growing up, especially like growing up in church, like I didn't know that there was a such thing as a left-handed way to play drums. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought playing drums was just playing drums. So you right. grow up in church and you. Especially when you're the little dude in the room, like you gotta wait your turn anyway, and kind of get in where you right. fit in. You pick up the sticks and you do what you what you see everybody else doing. It wasn't until I was like maybe like twelve, eleven or twelve before yeah. I was like in a church service and this dude came with the guest preacher, and before they would do anything, like he switched everything. I was like, "What are you doing, homie?" Like, yo, like <laughs> Moving the floor, Tom. You moving a hi hat. You moving yeah. like what? What are you doing? What is this like, alien doing? Yeah. With the drum kit. Yeah. He's like, oh, he left handed. Me too. I'm not doing that though. <laughs> yeah. And then homie Crazy. sat down and played, and he was amazing. I was right. like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you got to switch around, you got to switch around. If that's how it's right, 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 right. But nah, it was crazy. But it's funny, like being left handed, and now having seen that, and now like opening myself up to different things, and like playing open, or sure. you know, like you know, riding with my left hand yep. and stuff like that. So it's funny. Have you tried to switch them around? Have you have you tried to go back the other way and give it a swing on the I full hate left it. hand? Absolutely, really, hate it. interesting. One hundred percent hate it. I remember uh, I used to go to this jam session back when I was in high school, and the the house drummers will alternate. So sometimes it would be, sometimes it would be this cat, you know, old school cat, was traditional, yeah. super traditional bebop cat. And then sometimes you'll walk in there and it'd be this left hand set up. And uh, it, was, it was the worst because, and like he was like one of those dudes where like it was a jam session, but he ain't like people to switch the drum set. So it's like, it. so basically yeah. you just want to play all night. <laughs> like yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want nobody playing your drums. Right. So finally, I went in there just just to be, you know what I'm saying, just to kind of be you know, a little petty about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Tim, you want to play? I was like, yeah, I will. Now, you know, you don't want nobody switching around. Drums. I said, that's fine. I'm left-handed, too. 
Yeah. And I went up there and did the absolute most I could. I got down there. I was like, oh, man, that was good, man. I didn't know yeah. you was left-handed. I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. But, no, nah, that's funny, though. Like I said, I, 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 ne- I was never presented with the option of, like, you want to learn how to do it this way? You want to learn how yeah. to do it this way? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I said, I only had the one, and it was just a trial thing, and I immediately switched over. And I've never, uh, just like you said, you at least tried it out. I've never, I got too far down the rabbit hole yeah. with playing that right. And I, I mean, if you handed it to me left hand, I wouldn't know what to do with yeah. it right now. So that's interesting that that works that way. That's but funny. Hopefully it was for the best. Yeah. Yeah, so there's my roots in terms of, of that. Uh, as far as vocals go, that's a whole nother side. Mm-hmm. And it's, it really... Um, if I guess if I may say this, it's the thing that sort of makes me whatever I am, whether that's good or bad, or whether it's good or it sucks. No. That's uh, that's my thing. Is I split that classic rock guitar style, not so much the shreddy thing, but the the, the energetic bluesy mm-hmm. melodic type guitar playing. I split that with a vocal style that's way more pop rock or soul. Um, I heard you know there there were some soul singers of of some of the seventies. Uh, early 70s bands that I loved and I when I was a kid I couldn't understand why I liked that guy so much better than just like a traditional rock singer Mm -hmm. and I learned as I went back and learned more and more and went back into the roots I I learned that oh they're coming from the souls dude Mm -hmm. they're they're singing for the temptation muddy waters all this uh, bb king Mm -hmm. they're coming off that sort of stuff uh bobby bland you know all all that um cool in the game Mm -hmm. just I could name all day but they're coming from that school and I was immediately attracted more to that style of vocal. Uh, I'm not saying I do it well or anything, but that's where I'm coming from, is that style of guitar playing and then a vocal that's a little bit more soul roots oriented. Man, I love me some Cool in the Gang, some yeah. Gap Band, yeah. uh, you know, some Stevie Wonder, obviously. So I try my best to combine those two, mm-hmm. two things, which is difficult, but uh, as an artist, that's where I'm coming from, for sure. See if I can sing a pleasant little love song here for you. I recorded this up in Nashville, Tennessee just a little while ago. I hope you enjoy it. This is called If You'll Follow. Philip Howe is going to make it pretty here for me. You may say things 
Fast forward, I played, let's see, I, I guess I started doing this, if you want to call it professionally, right around, right around 21 mm-hmm. or so, and uh, for several years, I just plugged away in uh, some of the Charlotte scene and, um, you know, did some different things around, different bands, um, some were good, some were absolutely not Happens. at all. But we got a pair of paying the dues. Yep. Right. Part of paying the dues. I won't name any names or anything there, but Mama. <laughs> um, but anyway, so but you, it's just something that you got to do. Yep. And um, what sort of moved things forward a little bit was I had the opportunity, and I'm I'm actually trying to remember how I even got involved with this, but I got the opportunity to audition for two drummers uh, that are big time. Classic rock drummers, uh, which is uh, Carmine Apice and Vinny Apice. I don't know if you've heard of these guys Absolutely. or not. Absolutely. Big time, yeah. big influential in that world. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think Carmine, he's played for Rod Stewart mm-hmm. and uh, played for Ozzy for a little bit. His I brother. used to have a, a Carmine Apice signature snare drum. Did you really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some popular mm-hmm. stuff. And um, Anyway, I, I had the privilege of getting to audition for them and do a couple 
shows uh, with them randomly traveling as their band. And so they did a oh. show together where they both played drums on stage. That's killing. Two, two classic rock drummers That's slamming killing. away while we try to play their songs from their records. Yeah. You know? um, it was challenging, but it was a really great opportunity. And uh, I got to see some places with them and do some things that I, you know, um, some venues that I would have never gotten into Absolutely. Um, otherwise. And we, I rolled with them for just a little bit. Um, it wasn't like I, I didn't spend years and years with them, but I got a few gigs that were um, really awesome and opened some other doors. Yeah. Uh, I took that from there, and I was only playing guitar in that band. Was that all stateside, or was some of it like overseas? It was supposed to be overseas okay. as well. We were supposed to go to Japan, and I think I think there ended up being, like being a typhoon that hit when they had oh, tour dates there, so we had to yo, cancel that. That's crazy. I was bummed. I bet you got to think. I'm I'm early twenties, and mm-hmm. I'm like thinking about to go it's about to go down and it did not yeah but it was a great learning experience and uh we we took it from there it opened some great doors and after that and again i was just playing guitar in that uh band and just you know that that classic rock style stuff Mm -hmm. but i knew even when i was doing that i knew it was a great opportunity but you know if i can say i felt like i had a little bit more to offer yeah um and i had some other opportunities through them to to play guitar and some some other 80s bands and jam with them and stuff like that uh without doing a whole bunch of you know name dropping or whatnot but it was it opened more doors to meet more people and kind of expand my mind to say okay you've got an opportunity here but do you want to go down this road or do you want to do something else Mm -hmm. and ultimately the answer to that question was i didn't just want to be a guitar player i felt like i had a little more something to give um so i sort of backed away from that Mm -hmm. and ended up doing a a singer songwriter acoustic record and weirdly enough it got some attention in some places that you just would never have thought that yeah. it would. Um, like, for example, oddly enough, Brazil. A lot of, a lot of Brazil people love yeah. it. Some just different countries and things. And it, you know, it was really interesting to see that. And funny enough, that was the, uh, the acoustic album where I was just singing and playing acoustic guitar, which is really not my thing, but yeah. it was a way to express the voice mm-hmm. a little bit and the songwriting. And that got into the hands of some people in Nashville, and that is how I ended up going to Nashville. I had some opportunities up there to go and, uh, you know, do some of those meetings and all that sort of stuff. And I I had some contacts up there that luckily were able to sort of guide me on whose office to go to, so to speak, for A&R and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And um, we... We met some we, we we met some good people up there. Now I don't want to say that I had anybody open the door for me because I'm lying to you. That's not this is not I've had dude I've had to hustle for everything that Absolutely. I've ever done or uh, been a part of. Absolutely. But we did have some good people that were willing to help me and at least made some suggestions and some recommendations. And I ended up getting a little A and R deal up there to get. Um, some material recorded, and those are what we just played out here today, the, dope, dope. You know, which is Standing on the Edge, If You'll Follow, Dangerous, and then one more that I won't say that we haven't haven't quite thrown out there yet. Where, where? But that's where all that happened, and I got to see that Nashville machine, so to speak, in action. Yeah. I don't want to sit and tell a bunch of lies about Nashville. There is some, some really great things happening up there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of your listeners here might even be there. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, Nashville is a great city. Uh, there is music on every corner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is not, however, I learned really quickly, it is not the type of place that I think people that don't live there think it is. Mm. Uh, whereas I'm going to pack up my acoustic guitar, <laughs> I'm going to put it in the back of the SUV, and we're going to head to Nashville, and I'm going to make it. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it does not work exactly <laughs> that yeah, way. Right. You know, um, There's a lot of music happening everywhere, and there's great people up there, and you can play some gigs and things like that. But I found, for me personally, that it was a massively expanded version of what I was already doing yeah. uh, in some bars and things mm -hmm. around here. And I was fortunate enough to go up there and get some stuff recorded and spend a little time. Uh, we, we didn't play a lot of gigs up there because there's just, you know, you're either on Broadway or you're in some of these smaller clubs outside of Broadway um, and there are some. Look, I'm not saying there's not talent up there. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, it's it is amazing. Absolutely. There's somebody better than you. Absolutely, Everywhere. every three people yeah. that you pass on the road. Yeah. Um, but I found that it was at least for me, it was a better move to get the stuff recorded and try to establish a brand mm -hmm. a little bit, and then. I was like, okay, we've got this going. We've got the stuff recorded. It, that took several years. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I think. I'm getting ready to head out of here, nah. you know. No, nah, and I think that's important, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like stories like that are important because I think artists need to know and they need to hear from other artists that it can be the smart play to go into a situation where everybody is doing the same thing, yep. everybody is running the same race, Everybody is trying to knock on the same doors and trying yes. to take the same route exactly. to the same doors. I think it's. I think artists need to hear how important it is to get to a situation or get into a place and step back and look at the bigger picture. Yes, and look at look at the board as a chessboard and not a checkers exactly. board. Exactly, and say, okay, cool. I can do what everybody's doing, or I can take this route because I do have this opportunity. Right. And I can take this from it, and I can, while everybody is doing the same thing, I can just be raking up all this exactly. right here, and now I can take this and go somewhere right. else. Right, well said, well said. That is that is sort of what I was trying to get across. Uh, I'm in no way downing anything because there, mm -hmm. it is a, if you ever have the opportunity to go up there, listeners, and hang out, it is amazing. All right, Absolutely. there is so much great music coming out of that city and a lot of traffic. Yeah. Lots of traffic. Yeah. All right, this song is called Dangerous. This is my most recent, my latest single, okay? Got a little funk rock vibe to it. Let's see if we can have some fun with it here. I'm gonna even give them a dramatic intro, what you say? Yeah. Give me some G minor, give me some G minor. This song is about, I'm sure everybody listening, probably has had one of these situations. This is a song about those relationship or situationship things, right? Where you uh, you need to get out of this thing. You know they bad, but they just keep pulling you back in no matter what happens, right? I wrote this song about that. This is exactly what it's about. It's about those red flags and them warning signs. Hope you enjoy this. It's called Dangerous.
minutes late. I'm looking at her number on my phone. I can't shake the thought of getting her alone. Yeah. Like a nonstop train running through my brain. Perfect pause and running through my veins. But get down on my knees. When you're low, she'll get you high and make you ignore. I just found, again, for me, that it was a better move to try to establish what I was doing. Absolutely. And then, you know, and if anybody, I, I get a lot of messages a lot of times that, that ask me, hey, I'm thinking about moving up there and da 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 da. And I try to discourage no one from moving up there. Mm -hmm. If you're someone, let's put it this way, if you're someone, if you're an artist that is thinking about moving up to Nashville because you want to be in a community of 
musicians and people that support each other and um, just you just hang out all the time. You write songs, and it's a great place for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to concerts and just kind of bar hop and that sort of thing, it's a great place for any of that. If you're someone that has like um, – if you're really trying to establish something, you're trying to play all the time, mm-hmm. and you're trying to really further your brand quickly, I would say – like you just said, I would take a step back. I would just, wherever you're at, I would comb your area, make the get the best following in your area that you can and do your whole neighborhood, so to speak, mm-hmm. before you make that move because mm-hmm. it can be really tricky up right. there because you're right. You nailed it. There's a lot. I mean, there is a flood of people that are knocking on the same doors mm-hmm. that you are, and it's tough to get heard. And I think, I mean, I, I guess to bring, it, to bring it back around to what our goal is, here is I think that's one of the things that Charlotte has going for it artists here have the opportunity to look at multiple lanes and say okay cool I can dive into multiple lanes I have people I got friends here who are doing great in publishing I got friends who are doing great here in licensing. I have friends who are doing great here in management. I have people, I have friends who are doing great here in specifically sync licensing. So trying to do music for like commercials and, you know, TV and movies and stuff like that. You know, like there are so many lanes that is, that don't necessarily all lead up to stage and lights. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And I think, um, you know, I think Charlotte is amazing for that because you kind of get a chance to look at uh look at the industry as it is and start to carve your lane yeah. here yeah. you know what i'm that, saying that's that's a great point charlotte i mean i'm just going to be real with you charlotte has always been so great to me this is home mm-hmm. for me um but there is a different energy here Absolutely. that i mean that no disrespect to Nashville, it's just not the same yeah. up there. Uh, some of my favorite gigs that I have ever played in my life have been right here in Charlotte. That's dope. No, no doubt. That's dope. It's just uh, a music. You know, it's it's not all music here, but the the people that are involved in that and come to the shows yep. and the venues, they love it. Mm-hmm. They just are happy to be there. It is such a positive vibe. Yeah, man. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you said that your family is not necessarily like super super deep in music and stuff like that no i mean like they're fans avid fans and they're fans and they they have a little bit of a musical background Mm -hmm. but as far as like you know like parents or aunts and uncles that are in some big band that i could name for you or something like that not Mm -hmm. not not that kind of deal yeah have you are you one of those people who have seen in your family since you've kind of done started you know on the path that you're on have you seen like any younger members of your family kind of start to look at you as kind of like the the North Star for that for that route a little bit I I uh, that that's a great question I have first and foremost I have an awesome family yeah. and we are very close and they have always been incredibly supportive shout out to Tim the Tool Man Tim, yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> he'll be listening he'll Your be listening amazing, I'm sure bro. but yeah I've, I've uh, my family's we're we're really close they've always been incredibly supportive. And uh, I have uh, – I'm actually an only child. I don't know if you know that. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I'm an only child. Okay. And uh, But I have a lot of close cousins, like first cousins mm-hmm. that, uh, again, our family's very close. So we're really close with me and my cousins. And it's kind of like that a little bit. Uh, I'm the oldest, so mm-hmm. I'm sort of the captain. Mm-hmm. And it, it trails down. They're all very different. It goes from – 
we have some some music fans and mm -hmm. we have some teachers and we have all the way down to even like farmers yeah. and things like that in my so. family so it's it's widespread but they don't always understand everything that I'm doing, mm -hmm. but they know that I am doing what I love to do, mm -hmm. and they support in any way they can, and I so, can I can never thank them enough for that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. So, in coming back to Charlotte, was coming back to Charlotte strategic in the way of, like, I'm going to go home and just take all these resources and all these lessons that I learned, or was it also specific to, all right, I can do I can take all this and use it specifically in Charlotte. It was a, a strategic or a little bit of both. Uh, maybe a little both, but it was strategic move. It was uh, I knew that I needed to get uh, out of Nashville in order to progress. I mean, I, I sort of gathered what I gathered in Nashville, mm -hmm. yep. and then you kind of you can just feel it. Yeah. And it was time to move on back and. Um, you know, being that far from my family, but then also, you know, we had the COVID situation mm -hmm. up there while I was there, uh, which was a monster for everybody. Absolutely. And um, I also had a little bit of, I had some health issues up there. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know this, but Nashville, even just one state over, is an entirely different, like, aerial type situation, mm -hmm. like as far as like allergies and mm -hmm. things like that. Dude, I was, I was getting sinus infections every two weeks. I ended up having to have a couple surgeries up there. For, you know, some health things that went on, even had to have my gallbladder removed. So oh. I was under the knife a lot up there. That's, wow. Yeah, and then, on, then you had COVID hitting, so it was tough. And we had some gaps of time where it was just, there wasn't anything going on. We're just kind of there. Mm. So, yeah, it was a little bit, to answer your question, it was a little bit of that. And we, we sort of gathered up what we had done. And it was like, all right, I need, I'm going to go back. I've got my stuff. I've got my brand happening a little bit here. Let's go back so I can be a little closer to family, and Charlotte is my home, you know, um, and we're just sort of going to base everything from there. And I yeah. knew that I had enough going on that I could call that home and then move around and travel and go yeah. wherever I needed to go. Let's take them back in time a little bit. I love some guitar stuff, no doubt, obviously. Let's let's do uh, let's go back to the late '60s. Let's go to the Vietnam era stuff for just a second. A little Jimi Hendrix for you, so we can make it pretty. What do you think? Mm Yeah. 
Tell us some about some of the music that we heard today. Like, 
you know, we talked about how Eddie Van Halen is like your kind of like your north star as far for as guitar like the guitar players, players yeah. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as an artist Talk to us about some of the songs that we heard today that, you know, that you wrote your originals and, okay. you know, the shaping of, of those songs and where those songs came from. I know Dangerous, you know, you, yeah. got, you got a story to Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, uh, what other stories do you have to, to, the, to the music that we heard today? Uh, okay, um, so uh, we'll start with Standing on the Edge. That one is sort of just like, I wanted that one to just be sort of like just a fun pop rock tune. Mm. It's uh, the song's based. It's not like a heavy, heavy meaning or anything crazy, but it's sort of a tale of uh, the situations where you, you, uh, you're in a relationship with somebody. It's it's along the same lines. It's mm-hmm. dangerous, actually. But you're in a situation with somebody, and you just it's the cat and mouse thing Absolutely. a little bit, right? Yep. Um, you're 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 on. That's what the the standing on the edge of mm-hmm. falling back to you. Yeah. That's what the lyric means. There is it's just kind of playing around when you don't know what I don't should I go forward with this? Should I not? And you're just teetering. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of the basis for that song. Not a heavy meaning, but basically nah, nah, that nah, it's real. You know, yeah. it's it's real. Um, dangerous, however, is a little bit more of a you know funky rock tune, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, that one has the, I guess, the most solid foundation of a of a songwriter's appeal for for that. Even though it's got that dance vibe mm-hmm. to it, that song, as I explained out there during the set, is nothing more. But um, I'm sure listeners here understand. But mm-hmm. that song is specifically about those relationships or situationships yes, or whatever you want to call them where, you know, you s- just call it a red flag, a warning sign song. Because yeah, yeah. that's what Dangerous is. It's about those red flags, those warning so- warning signs. And, uh, you know, you know that this person is bad news, man. You know that they're bad news for you. They're bad. It's not a good thing. But yeah. no matter what you do, they just seem to pull you back in. And so that, for me, was what I wrote that song about. Uh, she's dangerous. That's yes, what, sir. you know... Um, it's got a love that's electric, mm-hmm. push comes to shove, I gotta have it, you know, that sort of lyric. Um, it's just about those in the sort of late night thing when you've said all day long you're mm-hmm. working, you're busy, mm-hmm. right? You're busy all day long and you're like, nope, 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 mm-hmm. not texting her, mm-hmm. not doing it. <laughs> and then the morning hours come, you know, maybe you have a drink, absolutely. Maybe, you know, it's a little something. You know and I mean? before you know it, typing that phone absolutely, number, yep. typing that phone number. That's kind of what that song's Dangerous. about. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you. I yeah. feel you. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And I don't think I've ever explained this, and I'll, I'll make a short thing here, but if you'll follow, I, I don't talk as much about that one. Um, it's sort of in the song, uh, all the meaning there, but it's just a little kind of a John Mayer-style mm-hmm. pop you know, rock uh, love song, and I'm really proud of the writing in that one. Um, that's just a song about... It's not about anyone in particular. I was in a relationship when I started that song, and by the time I finished that song, mm. that had ended, <laughs> right? But I knew yeah. I had a, had a decent song there, and I just love the idea of, of of being with someone that's such so important to you that you um, that you just kind of throw your hands up and you say, "Hey, if it's just you and I, I'll lead if you follow." Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. and that's the lyric there. So that's that one's kind of deep. Uh, just not so much confessing love as much as it is like, hey, I got you. Yeah, you mean enough to me. You yeah. mean enough to me that I just follow me. I Absolutely. got you. That's what Absolutely. that song is about, and I'm very proud of the writing on That's that dope, one. man. Yeah. That's dope. Nah, man. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. I definitely appreciate you coming by and sharing with us. One of the last questions that I always ask is for new audience members, mm-hmm. for 
recurring audience members and for audience members who may have found you online or found sure. you on social media or just seen you in passing, what is it that you want as an artist, you know, as Chris Taylor, what is it that you want people to take from take from you and take from your artistry? Like when people think about who you are, like with, if this whole thing is about people being able to have a piece of who you are and feeling familiar with who you are. What is the one thing or what is one of the things about you that you want people to know about you just across the board? What would, is it that you want people to take from you? I would answer that question very uh, simply with one word, and that word is heart. Yeah. Everything that I do when it comes to music, because of all the things that I've been through, yeah. everything is genuine from the, from the songwriting to the, to the type of per- – you, you know, we, we do some rock and roll again, mm-hmm. and we do all that sort of stuff. But if you come and see my live show, you are going to see – well, first of all, if you listen to my music, of course. But if you come to a live show, which I urge everybody to do mm-hmm. because the studio is awesome, mm-hmm. but I am a live performer. Mm-hmm. My heart's on my sleeve 100% when we perform. You know that. Yes, sir. And – that, w- that is what I want to convey to everybody is, you know, I'm not a perfect person. That's not it at all. It's not about that. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. But if you come see a show, you're going to see someone who childishly loves what they do. I'm going to smile. I'm going to ham it up. Mm-hmm. I might cut a cartwheel. We don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> right? But what I am going to do is have fun with you, and yeah. it will be genuine. Absolutely. So that's sort of what I – that's my – Thing. If you come to a show, you might see some fireworks too. You, you know might I mean? see some fireworks. Some unplanned fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time the venue will tell me about that, <laughs> right. right? Maybe next time they'll let me know before they hit me in the face with some sparklers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> awesome. But awesome. no, that's what's up, man. I, I definitely appreciate you for coming through. Tell people where they can find you online. Anywhere, man. It's Chris Taylor Music. That's Instagram. That's TikTok. Just look for Chris Taylor. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. It's you know, dangerous. If you'll follow and stand on the edge or there, Chris Taylor, anything is going to be right there. There you have it, folks. Make sure you all keep up with Chris Taylor. And uh, hopefully we will see him again uh, during Charlotte Shout. And I'm sure we will have tons of chances to see him around before then. So until next time, appreciate you all for tuning in. And we will see y'all with the next guest. Peace. One more for you here today. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you. Ready?
Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Appreciate you. Thank you very much.